welcome to the Meditation Conversation, the podcast to support your spiritual revolution. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I'm joined by Michelle Kreshi. Michelle is an award-winning artist who is a classically trained guitarist, multi-instrumentalist, and composer. She's got 16 albums and millions of streams on global platforms under her belt. She also offers her Harmonic Sound Immersion, which is a transformative sound meditation created by the healing vibrations of ancient and modern instruments. I had Michelle on the podcast ages ago, so you can go all the way back to September 24th, 2020 and listen to episode 71 to get more of Michelle's story. I'm excited for you to dive into this episode with Michelle, where we explore the layers and levels of healing and connection which are available through music. Always keep in mind that music is pure vibration, and it's subtly influencing you whether you realize it or not. So you can be intentional about the music you engage with and allow it to assist you with your ascension. Music like Michelle's works on your higher chakras to activate and engage them, and the amazing thing is, You can just have them on in the background and let them work on your energy even if you aren't able to devote all of your attention to it. For instance, as I'm crafting this intro, I'm sitting in a coffee shop listening to healing chants. I'm not really focusing on them, but I know they're bringing higher things into focus in my subconscious, if that makes sense. Be sure to check out Michelle's music, including her new album, A Blueprint for Life. You can find it on all the streaming platforms like Apple Music, Spotify, etc., or go to her website, michellecreshi.com. Before we start, I just want to give a quick shout out to a podcasting service that I just absolutely love. People contact me all the time about starting their own podcast, and I always point them to Zencaster to record high-quality audio and video. I remember a couple of years ago listening to one of my own episodes in my car, and I was so embarrassed by the quality of the audio. I dropped everything and started researching how to get crisper audio for my recordings, and so began my journey with Zencaster. Zencaster is so easy, and it gives you such high quality, with studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code meditation, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experience as I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. And if you're looking for guests or to be a podcast guest, sign up for Podmatch. Podmatch pairs hosts and guests, and it's a really useful tool. Go to my sponsors page and sign up using my affiliate link so they know that you learned about them here. And now enjoy this episode. So welcome, Michelle. I'm really excited to do this. Thank you. And I'm excited to be back on the show. And meanwhile, your show keeps expanding and growing its audience. And congratulations on being in the top 3% of podcasts globally. Thank That's wonderful. you so much. It's a lot of work and you do, you do a great job. Yeah. Oh, so happy thank to be you here. so much. I'm so happy to have you here. So I want to start by just filling us in on how things have progressed for you in the last two and a half years. I know you've released more music and you've released music very recently that we can talk about. You've learned Reiki. You've done a lot of traveling and taken your music to various locations. 
what stands out for you as you look back over the last couple of years since you were last on here? Right. Yeah. I'm glad you had that date because I remember I was sitting in the same room and doing it with you, but I didn't quite have the time frame. So 2020. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that was probably interesting. And I was probably in a very optimistic mode because I had just released this album and I was with a new label and we didn't quite know where the pandemic thing was going. We had a lot of false, this is over when actually yesterday it's officially over in the U.S., uh-huh. the state of emergency for the pandemic. So anyways, there was still so much to be weathered. And I think I've, I've heard from you before reference like, oh, how innocent we looked back then <laughs> of certain things. But so there's that on that hand, um, there's turned out to be a lot of our upheaval and change with the label I was with, which resulted, as far as music releases, kind of a full stop, which mm. can be a very, very difficult thing for what the streaming platforms want, which is like constant content. Um, though I was never interested in the fast food approach, I did like to have the music I'm writing to have a channel for an outlet. And so that has been a lot to to encounter over this, like you said, from the 2020 time until now. And I just negotiated within the last six months a waiver from the artist exclusivity with that label and just jumped into form releasing like a lot of music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's and that has been coupled with also feeling more opportunities just for myself growing spiritually. The expansiveness of I've had your retreat in the fall. I've done other retreats, both as a participant and bringing the sound immersion. Um, I did the next level of Reiki and it just, nothing is separate. Everything is part of this. And the more you tap into bigger experiences, the more you become part of those too. They become Mm -hmm. part of you and you start feeling that kind of thing. So I would say... I'm simultaneously musically expanding, spiritually expanding, and out of that tougher, unforeseen circumstance of the things that happened within that label and the things that made me not be able to use my voice, essentially, mm-hmm. because that's what music is for me, is my expression, my self-expression. So it felt like a, or what, I'm, what I am understanding, I think, is that it felt like you were contra- constricted maybe or not able to really fully express yourself for a while under those terms or my expression accurate? couldn't come out in the world i continued to write and practice and just develop these just be the creative person i am whether i'm making dinner or i'm making a song mm-hmm. it's a lot about improvisation so i felt like I couldn't reach out to my larger audience due to, you know, the legality of the music business and the label mm-hmm. and the, all the stuff in there that it's a necessary part. You have to have these avenues to be heard. We, do, we can't do anything just on our own unless I'm content to just keep playing in my studio for myself. Mm-hmm. So the constriction was like about communicating it out to fans and to to people. I think maybe that's why I doubled down on the sound immersion because that was something I could offer live and bring it out and do those expressions like that I was otherwise like being held back on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that 
that, like you said, nothing's separate. So do you feel that in your latest album or the latest kind of creations that have come about in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. that there's any sort of reflection of that type of thing or other things with it that are going on or have been going on in your journey? I think quite definitely. Yeah. I think that always where I'm at is always informed. You know, what I make musically is com- very much informed by where I'm at in my, because you can especially see that since I've been releasing since 2012 music and I can look at sweet, naive stuff back there. And then I can not that I won't look back on what I'm doing right now at some point and have certain expects, expectations met or not met. But there's also the aspect of the distance from it, from what you do to be, and this is working on myself too, to be far more forgiving and accepting and appreciating because there's a chunk of time where I felt energetically my, the way I was trained in music school, anyone is trained in music school, it all is highly critical and it starts to lose the part about the sound of things the beauty of sound because it'll be like oh she used this finger and that she should have put that finger on that you know and it becomes like this you're under a microscope and a lot of people get closed up in that tension like oh using a wrong arpeggio or a wrong for god forbid a wrong note Mm -hmm. that's the classical music world though it's some people are much more gifted in that realm and they're just able to interpret and they have the mastery beyond beyond this world you know, when you watch some people play. I don't I don't claim that. I'm my my messy unique self. And that's why I went into writing music because you know there's just so much music inside me and that it wants to and it does evolve as I evolve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting that you talk about that, the schooling and the training and how there's just this critical aspect to it. I just had an artist on, I want to, last week, and she, it hasn't been released yet, but it will by the time this one is released. Mm -hmm. And her Mm -hmm. name's Lauren Montecon, and Mm -hmm. she does paintings, but she had the same thing. She got her master's in fine art, or I'm not sure what her master's was in, but she's very much studied art and now she's mm-hmm. been doing it for a couple of decades or I think more than that and she's like there's such like it's going studying art it's based on criticism and then it's, <laughs> there's and you do keep boxing yourself in there's and then it I don't think we got to the level that what you're talking about in terms of like how it then affects the almost the purity of it because you're saying that it's to the point that you're not even considering the sound it's the technicalities it's the placement of the finger it's the um you know are you being precise versus Mm -hmm. what is the evocation that's happening for the listener are you Mm -hmm. and of course we understand more and more now about frequency and mm-hmm. how we all respond to frequency and we are frequency. And then, of course, sound Ourself. is pure vibration and frequency. Mm-hmm. So there's that like maybe a different level of mastery that's not yet recognized by most people, which is mm-hmm. how are we affecting the frequency of people? How are we affecting right. their experience? Yeah. It goes beyond yeah. the technicalities. 
Right. That's really well put. And I, I feel like my, like I would, I would not change the fact that I sought professional training and that I also went to my master's degree in, in guitar performance. That foundation I think was critical for me to eventually shift now into a place where I can be much more intuitive in playing. And I think part of that shift included like letting this music I write just flow through me because it's not scripted already. It's not like me interpreting a Bach lute suite on my guitar, which for one thing, you know, yeah, I had to do back in the day, but I couldn't touch it now. It's complex. It's very, it becomes very intellectualized. And what I wanted was a shift of playing from the heart. And after all, it's a guitar and you're holding it against your heart. And, and to take a look now, as you say, to balance attention and intention with my playing, mm -hmm. with the music yeah. I share. And uh, yeah, that's, I think that's definitely finding that balance, knowing you don't have to be trained to play something. That's the weird thing about music, right? You, somebody can play an instrument and it can, they can not know a note of music, but it can touch someone, you know. Mm. I'm from the school of like, I want to know what that note is, but I'll let myself forget about why I play it and try to impact you, you know, yeah. affect you, make you feel mm. something through this vibration. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating because you mentioned you've got your harmonic sound immersions and mm -hmm. that I feel is very much a, a journey like for you and for the listener where it's like, okay, what can be evoked? Because it's such an intuitive thing. And I know you're constantly bringing like new instruments, instruments. into it and trying new yes. things of, because it's, and then from a participant's perspective, which I've been a participant in many, many harmonic sound immersions. And it's mm -hmm. like, it can become like a shamanic journey, which okay. again, this one hasn't been this podcast episode hasn't been released as of when we're recording it. So you wouldn't have heard it yet, but I had somebody on named Martin Teese and he will, it will be released by the time this is released, okay. but he does shamanic journeys and the medium that he does yeah. it through is drumming. Cause I mm, talked about okay. like, what, how do you evoke these journeys? Is it plant medicine? Is it yeah. drumming? Is it whatever? And so, yeah. and that's been an ancient lineage that he learned through the Native Americans. Mm -hmm. And so it's like sound is so powerful. Mm -hmm. And there is definitely, I feel, maybe I'm projecting, but with the harmonic sound immersion where it is such a, everyone is like this dance of what wants to be birthed here yes. for the people yes. who are here right now. Or who are here. It really does matter. It really energetically I'm just guided, realizing that more and more as I, from in the beginning, I was maybe holding a little too much about expectations or direction, but they just feel so much more exciting and free to just go on this journey. And mm -hmm. definitely with the drumming is a, a shamanic tool and technique. Locally, we have Meredith Eastwood with her active dreaming, leads these journeys. And in many of her workshops, workshops she'll do 30 seconds or a minute and then I'll come in with the guitar because we like both mm. and uh, yeah it's and I've just come around to realizing that I want to bring at least for the invocation the starting of it some drumming because it's taken a while for me just to have that beat 
process that vibration because that mm-hmm. I always think of a beat more root chakra kind of like just mm-hmm. lower kind of thing. And my music, I put third eye and above, so in crowd mm-hmm. kind of music. But on this recent journey, trip, I should say, because we're confusing journey and trip. On this trip I just had in Morocco, I actually found the drum that I'm going to use for my next harmonic sound immersion. I bought one. It's camel skin and it's got a pretty cool sound. So, yeah, this will be brought in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Well, tell us about the new music that you've just released. I know, again, projecting, but. When I engage with it, it's, and I've told you this, it seems a very layered experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I have had a little bit of back and forth about that. I don't know if it feels that way for you too, but yeah. But well, it is. We- yeah. Well, so it's called A Blueprint for Life. And that title was inspired by, by work I've done with many people, including you, but also concluding another local person we have here, Sally Knopp, and exploring, Mm. yeah, who you've interviewed as well. She's been on here several times, yeah. Several times, yeah. yeah. Uh And heard her explanation of a blueprint in our lives inspired this. And we've had some really deep experiences, discussions, thoughts on that. And that kind of laid the groundwork for me to bring this music into a blueprint for for my life and for anyone's life and to seek that out find out what is that energetic connection and purpose because obviously i feel my purpose i feel i'm serving it and that part of that is to expand bring this music out more there's healing aspects to my music though i like to keep that understated as far as we have our and anything goes with like sound healers anymore. And it's just, it's like, can a Sufi call him or herself a Sufi? Not really. If you're calling yourself a Sufi, you're probably not Sufi. <laughs> so, so I like to just, like in Reiki, if you come in and say your neck hurts, I can't guarantee anything's going to happen with your neck, but the energy goes where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that when I'm writing, when I'm performing, that goes as it needs to go and we just keep just keep bringing it forth so anyways to be a little more specific about a blueprint for lies i envisioned home as symbolically as our self right our house and then i picked five architectural details to develop these pieces on and you're right they're not just energetically layered they're literally layered because there's one guitar line here, one guitar line there, and they're on top of each other. And you're taking your, you're following a melodic phrase in, in one, and then your tension's taken over here. And then maybe it's a little bit sparse and there's space to think about, oh, what was, oh, here it comes back in. So mm. the first four pieces, the first four tracks are like these layers of guitar and, and with sometimes a little subtle pad just to like ground you like, okay, you're here. And that's there and that's happening. And then for the final track, I flipped that narrative and I brought all the like the musical pads and the kind of more ambient sounds really kind of forefront. And you just have this one singular note on the guitar. The pitch will change, but it's never more than one note at a time. And it's like bringing home all of this into this. 
and that's the last track and it's you'll be like wait this is different and then you try to feel why it is different and in fact it's intentionally different because it's bringing this whole blueprint to a close and if i can quickly say the titles open window well we all know an open window what that means to us the next one is something called hidden lines and i didn't really i did a little research on architecture i didn't know hidden lines was a thing but on your blueprint there are hidden lines and these are the things that you know you will not see when it's finished and mm. i just thought symbolically that is very cool we have so many hidden lines right yeah. And then the next, uh, I was playing a little bit on the shape and the golden mean and the spiral. Just, mm -hmm. I love that shape again and again. And so that's called spiral staircase. And mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's so much, it's so fluid. A spiral is just really, to me, so putting music to it really felt like, ah, oh, that goes. Then the next one was, or the fourth track is called Hurt because I wanted a sense of home in this and I love fire. And in fact, I used a picture from our fire ceremony in my video uh -huh. because it's just that beautiful, you know, there's people. It doesn't say who all is there, but it's just, it's just, fire is just so cleansing. It's really, I really mm -hmm. like it. So bringing that into this blueprint, I thought it was important to have something like a hurt. And then that final track, which I said, flipped the narrative is called Elevations. Mm -hmm. And that is the close on a blueprint for life and so mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's beautiful and it's interesting when we talk about because you mentioned about it there being undertones of healing and not mm -hmm. wanting to outright make claims which yeah. i completely get and i feel that there so much of it like we talked about how people are have frequency and yeah. the music has frequency. And so I'm sure there's an element of like, first of all, everybody being touched in some way when they listen, mm -hmm. whether mm -hmm. they're aware of it or not. Like some people right. just aren't going to be able to tune in. There's too much yeah. going on. They don't know how to drop in and really yeah. be in tune with like, oh, what is this doing to me? It doesn't mm -hmm. mean it's not doing anything. It just means that there may be like a very literal material world view, right, right. worldview yeah. where it's like, well, it's not making me fall asleep. It's not making me want to get up. You know, I mean, all the things like their cues just need to, they're not into that subtlety. They're not. It's a, little, they're, it's a little more denser interpretation, right? Just a little right. density there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then there's. Yeah. Also, the the music having its own frequency that will resonate with people. So either it offers something to kind of awaken a part of them that's not quite awake yet, but mm -hmm. ready to wake mm -hmm. up, uh, or it's completely in line with what they're where they're mm -hmm. vibing, and it's like, right. oh, this is yeah. familiar. This is like home, yeah. you know. Because right. it's reflecting yeah. to them a home vibration. So yeah, it just seems that there's so many, again, different layers, different Layer, levels yeah. of right. how it can be experienced by mm -hmm. different people in different parts of their, of where they are with their spiritual awareness. Right, right. And I absolutely agree about the layers and the receptivity and my lack of saying, listen to my music, it's going to heal you mm -hmm. is 
just due to, I, you just want to stay humble and not presumptive, presuming things. But I'm happy when people tell me the healing effects they experience. That to me is mm. legitimate. But for me to claim, I just don't want to. I'm just like, come take what you can from it at whatever mm-hmm. level you are. Come back to it because it's always going to, it's going to reveal more and more. Mm-hmm. Like, and someone I was working with was telling me, oh, you make it think so complicated. It's, it just needs to be simple and get out there. And I'm like, that's, you can't just make it simple. End of story. It has to, mm-hmm. number one, reflect me. And I'm very layered. Yeah. <laughs> and I love deeper meanings. And I want to have them under there for people who want to, like, search for it and experience it. At the same time, like you said, people are experiencing all at different levels. And they might not have have the right articulation to express what it is but that's the beauty of music you don't need words Mm -hmm. you just need to feel and experience it yeah Yeah. i love that i love the i mean so much within that that because the getting the advice from somebody else who maybe knows like their niche or they Mm -hmm. have their experience and something may have worked really well for them that's like, just mm-hmm. make it easy. Just get it out. Yeah. yeah. Don't think too much about it. And I've had similar things where there have been people that I've looked to for advice with like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't really know how to move this forward. I've never done a project like this. So how would, yeah. how do we do it? And it's like, oh, if I've approached everything with being very deliberate, being very mm-hmm. like more tuned in with where I believe people are rather than this yeah. like gunshot approach mm-hmm. or like AI is a big one. And I AI has a lot of potential. I use some to help me write some of my show notes and things like that. Just give me a foundation to build upon. So there's mm-hmm. some really cool things that we can do with AI. Yeah. But there are people advising of just like, here's how you can, you know, it can write your emails. Oh, yeah. It can do. You know, and it's like, huh, okay, and is that going to be right for everybody's work? You know, no, like, of course not. Yeah. Right. That of might be yeah. right if you're writing a standard operating procedure that could carry you right. pretty far. <laughs> but if you want to have like an email that's going to connect with people, is that something mm-hmm. that you want to entrust to artificial intelligence okay. or is it more of a heart-based mm-hmm. depending on what kind of work you do you know yeah right right but i yeah i agree leaning on it for something where our authenticity is highly important yeah the thing i've le- started to lean on ai for has been the to get started on some album art covers mm, yeah okay and there's an aspect in a blueprint for life where i ask for one of those layers, if you look at the album cover, it's mm-hmm. very, it's layered and beautiful. And, but a piece of that is AI generated. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons for that is when I was with this label, after the initial album, there were two singles released. Each one, I had no control over the album cover. And I was like, when I saw them, because they're stock images. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'll find other people using them. And, you know, that's like, why would you do that? So yeah. I, with the AI, you're holding on to 
an element of something that is unique to this project and which I've manipulated so much you would never kind of find it. But yeah, yeah, in this case, you know, that's the purpose and the reason I'll render something and use it as a part of the overall, you know, never mm -hmm. just straight up. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and I'm not wanting to to put down AI. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of really fascinating potential there. It's mm -hmm. more around the trying the authenticity part where exactly. we're wanting to be reflected in our creative uh -huh. work and it's like yeah. okay, there are things that we can do or we can take somebody else's model and say, "Oh, look what they did." They've reached mm -hmm. a lot of people in this way. And then you mm -hmm. get some peek behind the curtain of like how that was done. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, is that applicable now to mm -hmm. this kind of creative work? Where it's, yeah. it is like, for example, for a musician who's doing a certain type of genre, mm -hmm. it may be that, you know, why spend a bunch of time on your art? They want to listen to it. So maybe that's valid. If for some people, but if it's like, okay, I understand who I am, I understand who's listening, and I understand the experience that I want to give people, then we're uh -huh. back in that like empowerment kind of right. understanding who we are and mm -hmm. what we want to get out of our creative yeah. work yeah. and what that means for the people that we want to offer it to. Right, right. I know. I can't imagine the AI using it to, for your music message. I just can't, but I know in this will, this is according to the date of us recording that just recently this week, I think Spotify removed tens of thousands of AI generated tracks. Oh, is I, that I, right? Yeah. I didn't hear However, that. a friend of mine from Australia posted underneath that post, the more recent article that says Spotify reinstates Oh, tens of thousands of tracks. <laughs> but we've, yeah, as people who are writing music and playing it themselves and like doing the whole nine yards, we've been up against a lot of AI music that's out there a lot. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because especially in the mood music genre, especially where it's not utilizing perhaps an instrument that uh, takes a certain amount of craft, you know, when it's just synthesizers mm -hmm. and pads, you can, yeah, you can program a mood music quite easily with this stuff, I believe. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see what the sound waves might look like uh -huh. for like synthesized music versus like the same type of music, but on oh. physical instruments. That'd be interesting. I was just reading something. I was reading some Lynn McTaggart, who wrote The Power of Eight, listening yeah. to her book. And uh -huh. she cited some sort of study where it was like um, the, and I can't remember now the method of the study, but there, there was a differentiation, mm -hmm. something like a, I can't remember if it was like a living thing could differentiate or if it was like if you look at it under a microscope or whatever, but the synthetic, uh -huh. like synthetic essential oil versus natural essential uh -huh. oil, synthetic something. And again, not things that I would necessarily even notice. Like if I'm uh -huh. in, interacting with essential oils, I don't necessarily even think about like, has this been synthesized? Uh -huh. Or is it yeah. naturally derived? Yeah. And it's, but there was something in that 
there was a difference like at this level where it was like mm-hmm. if it's a pure naturally derived essential uh-huh. oil for example uh-huh. there was a differentiation between the ones that were synthesized and interesting yeah i wonder what kind of major because i I'll take a look and send you some sound waves of just a synth track versus it's, it, it, I mean, they're going to, they're going to look different just by their nature, but I don't know if you would, I think the an interesting experiment would be the like listening, like brainwave patterns, listening to something completely yeah. AI versus that. Now, would that show any difference? You yeah. Know, that would be interesting. Right. Yeah. And, but I'm not sure what things you would measure. Yeah. Right. And what, how you might be able to affect that depending on how you use the AI. So Mm -hmm. if you like just went for mood music and Uh it was like, I want calming music that's been AI generated versus something that a human created. But then how can you query it? Because maybe it's like AI music, AI generated music that is at a specific frequency. 528 mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh-huh. versus like something that somebody has created themselves that's at that same yeah. frequency. And if there's a difference in yeah. the brain waves yeah. or that'd be really interesting. Right. right. Yeah. 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 That's a whole new world. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. And it's just like you said, like when, um, you know, the start of social media or the, the beginning of all of us having phones and computers it's like there can be great things and there can be awful things so you, and that's the thing with ai you know like we've been warned that this could go that way but it also you don't want to get rid of the potential of what if it was just gonna do good good that right. would be amazing right yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us, Michelle, how people can connect with you and find your music and all that good stuff. Sure. Well, I'm, my website is based on my name. It's michellekareshi.com. Kareshi will be in the notes, so I won't spell it out here, right? <laughs> so yeah. it's a little tricky. And of course, I have a Instagram and Facebook account. Uh, it's probably, again, easier just to notate them in the notes yeah. and spell them out. But I would invite people to subscribe and join me there as well as YouTube. I have a link tree right on my website, which will take you to streaming and socials. And I've had an interesting thing happen and happening now on my Facebook music page. And it was, it's basically, my lesson was energetically like, quit watching the pot. It's not going to boil when you're watching it. (laughs) Okay. I left for Morocco in last month. And before I left, I said, okay, as you know, with the pages, you can schedule posts while you're gone. And I was like, I'm going to stay off my phone in this trip in Morocco and just enjoy myself, which I did immensely. But I did like every other day, I put a video to come out on my Facebook page. And like the day after I got there, I started getting just hit after hit and I could hardly load the pages. I could hardly do it. And it was just a very simple, quick video of me on the harp guitar that the video was over a year ago. And it's just like, you just don't know when something's going to click, but I do know that I was just leaving it alone. Right. And not expecting that. 
And it just keeps growing and growing. I'm so grateful for that. And one of the things that I just find fascinating is like you go through the likes and the shares. It's almost shared 2,000 times, you know. Wow. And the, the reach is over a quarter of a million people it's reached That's out amazing. to. And I'm like, I love, like, when people like it, then you can look at your likes and see. Mm-hmm. And these names are all over the world. Some in scripts, I don't know. Yes. Some of the alphabets are like, oh. And to me, that's like, and it's like uh, people are talking about the healing effects and the, the beauty of it and the way it touched them. And it's like, once you put a piece of music out in the world, you, it's everybody's now. It's not yours yeah. anymore. It's everybody's to interpret and feel and experience it as yeah. they will. So that's my story about part of this shifting too. It's just like, you don't need to micromanage it, but you get in your way sometimes. Yeah. And just be free. And I was out there having a fantastic time playing my guitar with local musicians, playing it for at a women's shelter, playing it for our yoga classes. And that's what I'm meant to do. So mm-hmm. if I can keep like going around the world, taking a guitar and reaching one-to-one and have this beautiful potentiality in these platforms that'll just go ahead and bring in more people to, to share this music, that's working for me. Yeah, yeah, that's how it's supposed to work. Oh, I love it. Yeah. What a blessing. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. This has really been a fun discussion. And yeah, yeah I wish you all the best with this latest release. Everybody check it out. A Blueprint for Life on all the platforms, right? And on <laughs> right. your link tree. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you so much for your friendship and for being a fan that doesn't i have a lot of friends and they're not necessarily into this music so it's a bonus for me thank you yeah thank you for bringing it into out into the world answering the call i hope you enjoyed this episode i'd love to ask you for one quick favor and that's to share this episode with one person who you think will benefit from it Let them know you're thinking about them by sharing this episode with them right now. Thank you, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.